You are listening to Cape Shit, a podcast taking a chronological and often spoiler-heavy look into the Marvel Cinematic Universe films, one film at a time. Okay, let's get this show on the road, gang. Meet the sulky, over-bulky, kinda hulky superhero Cartoon-fisted and electrically transistored superhero An exotically neurotic and aquatic superhero The Marvel superheroes have arrived Superpowered from the forehead to the toes Watch them change their very shape before your nose See arcane striking superhero change to viking superhero A fling and real swing and shield fling and superhero They're the latest, they're the greatest, ultimatest superheroes The Marvel superheroes have arrived When Captain America throws his mighty shield those who chose to oppose his shield must yield. If he's led to a fight and a duel is due, then the red and the white and the blue will come through when Captain America throws his mighty shield. Welcome back. It is Cape Shit, the uh, sub-podcast of They Must Be Destroyed on Sight, where uh, we talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the movies that make that said universe up chronologically. And I am not Daniel Harper. He cannot no. make it this time out. And this is usually his podcast, so I'm actually doing his work for him this time. So mm. thank you, Daniel. Thank you very much. Lee is uh, an essential worker. Yeah. But uh, he is, Daniel is too, actually. But I'm Lee Russell, joined by my two co-hosts here. Carrie, how are you doing, sir? Not bad at all. Thanks so much for having me. Sad that Dan can't be here, but we'll do what we can. Yeah, and uh, we're joined as well by uh, Greg. How you doing, sir? I'm doing very well. It's Saturday of a long weekend, so that means no work for a while, no essential work. Uh, I'm drinking a beer. My last octopus wants to fight for a while until I get my cheap ass over and buy another case. So I might have another one tomorrow. And uh, <laughs> I'm good otherwise. I'm here, dis- I'm here excited to discuss this movie. Right on. And uh, what we're going to be talking about is the ninth film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Captain America, the Winter Soldier from 2014. And this was released wide in North America on April 4th, 2014. And as Daniel does, I so will do as well. Box office. Captain America on the weekend that it opened in the box office, uh, it was number one with $95 million. And it thoroughly crushed these other movies that were in the top five. Coming up second was Noah, the uh, Russell Crowe biblical yeah. epic, <laughs> uh, for at seventeen million. Divergent, which was some weird sci-fi movie that I never watched, that I don't think anyone watched, got twelve million. Uh, God's Not Dead, the religious funding movie with Kevin Sorbo, TV's Hercules. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Came in fourth with uh, seven million, and rounding out at six million was Muppets Most Wanted, which I I don't even recall a Muppets movie back in 2014. I don't know. I think I think there was a Kermit imposter or something, if I remember correctly. It wasn't a great movie. <laughs> so basically, this is like a professional wrestler going into a grade school and just beating up a bunch of kindergartens, saying, "Ha, I'm the best." 
Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, yeah, so this is, of course, the movie where Captain America gets to strut his stuff in the modern age without all those other fucking superheroes around to fuck with him. And uh, he gets to get in conspiracies and uh, find out what's going on with S.H.I.E.L.D. and Hydra and uh, all kinds of other stuff. It's, it's kind of the, um, I'd, I'd say it's probably the, the the 70s conspiracy Marvel superhero movie is kind of what it, it's geared as. And, of course, we have the directors here, uh, Anthony Russo, Joe Russo, who did some uh, episodes of Community before they were slated to do this stuff, and uh, written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFreely. Uh, of course, we have Chris Evans as Captain America, Scarlett Johansson looking fucking great in this movie as mm-hmm. uh, Black Widow, Sebastian Stan as the Winter Soldier, uh, Anthony Mackie as uh, Sam Wilson, the Falcon, Kobe Smulders as Maria Hill, Frank Grillo as Brock Rumlow, who becomes Crossbones later on in the, in the next film, Emily Van Camp as Sharon Carter, uh, Haley Atwell as Peggy Carter, Robert Redford comes in this as uh, Alexander Pierce, and of course we have Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Uh, so yeah, uh, we'll just we'll just get into it. Carrie, what are your sort of general thoughts on this one? This is one of my favorite, not just Marvel movies, but just one of my favorite movies. It's it's done so well, and it's such a different kind of tone from most of the like. It, it's a superhero movie, but it's not. They 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 could have done it without the superheroes and just kind of it still would still would have been amazing. Just the, everything about it is so well done. I got a fucking giant list of notes that just like from like from the beginning, even like uh, George St. Pierre, the MMA fighter, who like. You think you think wrestlers and MMA guys and all this, you're like, why make them actors going to be terrible? But he does a good job. He's Bat- Batrock the Leaper, who I wouldn't even know unless I'd watched a crap ton of the Marvel animated stuff I watched. And he's he's basically a joke in the cartoon, too. And they made him like kind of a joke in this. But like when Captain America, he's like, I thought you were more than just a shield and like just drops it and just, OK, let's go. And then yeah. just demos them and just, oh, there's too many awesome parts of this movie to to list, really. It's just goes on it's a great great flick in my personal opinion all right uh gregory yeah i actually think captain america is pulling his punches in that fight because he really shouldn't have taken that long to take him out (laughs) back flipping goof um yeah so this actually is probably the movie i can pinpoint where i actually got into the marvel universe and i actually started taking it seriously to me there were popcorn flicks i saw iron man i really like that I saw Captain America, really like that. But to me, they all felt kind of like paint-by-numbers things. Even the Avengers, I know I'm in the minority here. I always thought it was like, yeah, yeah, here's some weird crisis. Let's get the superheroes together. Cool, they're going to kick some aliens' asses and movie's done. I, I never really thought more than that. Like, they were just great entertainment, but nothing more than that. They weren't, like, on Dark Knight level. And mm-hmm. this is sort of where I feel the Marvel Universe actually started to get there. And, I mean, it's... Not really surprised that I think this is the first Rousseau Rousseau brothers, and I believe they also did the next Captain America and then the two big ones, which we all know about. We'll talk about one day in like 2026 or something. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But this is kind of, to me, sort of like the two Captain America movies, then sort of sandwich Age of Ultron, which I do think is an actually underrated movie, more so just because it adds to the overall universe, maybe more so than the actual kind of stupid robot plot, because the robot's kind of dumb. So yeah, this to me is really where the movie actually started taking chances and then everything doesn't kind of get wrapped up in a perfect bow. It still does a little bit, but 
it, it, to me, it starts to become more interesting. And I love that it kind of gives a little prelude to one of my favorite characters, Scarlet Witch in the series. So yeah, I, I really like this movie. I mean, uh, I'm probably not going to suck its dick quite as much as Redbeard because I, it's still, if I were to like, I still like a lot of Marvel movies more than this, but this mm-hmm. is really probably the most influential of where the series went and ultimately sort of where it is now. Yeah, I like this one quite a bit. Uh, it's one of my favorite ones. Uh, it would definitely, I think, be in my top five of all the uh, sort of uh, Marvel movies. I like that it, you know, it, it does focus on Captain America quite a bit. Uh, him trying to, like, just readjust to civilian life and trying to uh, deal with the fact that sort of social norms in society has changed and he can't necessarily trust the people who are giving him orders. He He's probably, got a list. The list, yeah. like the checklist of all the things he's got to do. Checking out cool. like Nirvana, Rocky, Star and, Wars, and, and, Trek. Yeah, and and and, and brackets Rocky two, perhaps question mark. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, f- funny stuff. Uh, I, lo- I like that the Falcon and him just become like fast friends, and and they have a little sort of like uh, competitive joke between them, you know, where uh, you know that the on your left thing starts that where, falls you know, through all the way to the yeah 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 that that's. That's great. It's I was I forgot about truthfully. Then I saw it. I'm like, oh yeah, he says that in Endgame. That's yeah. <laughs> the callback. Clever. Yeah, I, I kind of wish almost that there was like a side buddy comedy between those two, where you know, yeah, they'd probably go on a mission here or there or whatever, but it, it would mostly focus on Falcon basically teaching Captain America about modern society or whatever, uh, and you know, just some sort of little buddy comedy like that would, I think would work pretty well because I think they do really well together. I like that. They tease Captain America and black widow, but it just ends up, Oh no, they're just friends. They're just friends. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, it's, it's a nice little sort of swerve. It, it just kind of makes you think, Oh, they're going to fuck. And uh, they never fuck. There's a lot of moments where Scarlett Johansson's got that kind of like, I don't know, just like, yeah, you know, you want me kind of thing. Like just, she, she's super, super sexy in this movie. Like, yeah. She my God, my God. Yeah, talking about like guys like Batrock the Leaper and shit like that. The thing I like about the Captain America stuff, especially in this film, where they keep it much more grounded and it's a lot less about big superpowered gods flying around everywhere, is that you know it, it can bring in those little throwaway Marvel characters that no one gives a shit about and like give them a little bit of new life and use them and yep. rewrite them. You would think that you know in the Marvel universe, there's a ton of like costume bad guys who don't have superpowers. They're just they're just crooks and they might have gadgets or they might be skilled in martial arts or whatever the fuck you would think that those would be kind of the guys Captain America would be dealing with because most of them would be hired as mercenaries and they'd be involved in espionage and like high level thievery and stuff like that and spying and shit. So it just makes sense that Captain America would run into Bartok the leaper and, and have like a fucking kickboxing match with them and, and, course kick his ass and yeah i think you're right i think he's pulling his punches a little bit because uh he he can hit a dude and and bartok the leaper might be like a fucking high level martial artist or whatever but he's still a dude in the in the the, uh one of the animated shows that i saw he had like some kind of augmented exosuit kind of thing on his legs so we could that that's what was able to make him jump and he made him a little bit a little bit super powered i guess you could say but in this and this he just seemed like a really tough guy who was like, I could beat Captain America, and it's like, no, no, dude, no, you can't. <laughs> I know in the I know in the comics he didn't have any superpowers and he didn't have any like suit or anything. He just he just was like an Olympic level athlete, so that's why he could. And he had like highly developed leg muscles. That was like, oh really? Like, okay, yeah, apparently Crazy. so. 
they change little things here and there all the time like that. It's crazy. I, I think the biggest thing here is is it goes for that espionage thriller kind of vibe from the 1970s. It, it doesn't push on it super hard, but it it does have like influence with that uh, running through it. And it helps that Robert Redford, who was in, you know, Three Days of the Condor, is in this. It kind of just puts a little bit of an exclamation point on on that fact. It's like this is the kind of stuff Robert Redford's actually done several times over in a in his sleep. But yeah, what what do you, what do you guys think of the sort of the plot here? Like, do, do you feel like it gets deep and complicated enough, or if it's just fluff? I think it gets right. sort of right into complicated enough without being overly convoluted. Because I'm not particular. My brain does not particularly work well with overly convoluted plots. Mm-hmm. I don't plots that I can't follow and this one I can follow pretty easily but I do think there are a lot of twists and turns I like that spoilers shield is infiltrated by Hydra blah 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 like I'm actually kind of glad that this movie sort of got away with that whole shield and Hydra thing because that I I don't know I wasn't I wasn't the biggest fan of that plot line and I'm kind of glad that it doesn't go away but it sort of sort of goes to the sidelines after this and again that's with the chance I, I was taking is that I like that this movie didn't just kind of keep following like, oh, don't worry, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s back at the end. It's fine. It's new S.H.I.E.L.D. And we got better Avengers now. It's fine. It's yeah, Don't they kind of wrap that up in the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series? Doesn't that kind of like pick up that storyline with, with Never Hydra? Seen it, so I couldn't tell you. I watched the first season and a half or so and then just kind of it dropped off, so I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I think they do because by the time they get to Age of Ultron, the opening of Age of Ultron is them knocking out the the last bastions of Hydra or whatever, like wiping Hydra out. So yeah, I know yeah. Shield still has to exist at some form in Infinity War because Nick Fury and the girl he's with—I don't remember her name—Maria Hill. They yeah. get they get zapped at the end by the uh, by the snap. Oh. But and I know, so I know there's still some semblance of shield or something going on that obviously i don't know about because i didn't watch the companion tv show that i should have watched and (laughs) that's really my that's really my own fault like i say i mean i I, i'm glad it wasn't in the forefront anymore because it's it's kind of like the whole bond thing with you know the whole what was with bond specter that was specter yeah it was always kind of cheesy to me but it's kind of like a throwback to the 60s which i guess captain america is throwback to the 40s so i guess that makes sense then then anyway I i have no good opinion then (laughs) <laughs> I thought the plot overall was really pretty well done. Like it, it, it wasn't overly complicated, and that there was like the the whole uh, scene with Zoloff when, when he's like in the computers now. I thought that was not only really well done, but it gave you it gave you some exposition, but not mm-hmm. in like a lot of movies they do it with like the the title crawl or fucking other weird. Way. This was like them seeking information. And they got the information they kind of came for, and it was, it was, it was done well. I just, it's, it's better like, that it was. It's better that it was Zola and the computer doing it than it was like Robert Redford at the end. Like, here's my yeah. evil plan. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. No, Zola lets it all out because Zola's just a computer at this point. So it kind of makes sense that he'd just be spitting information out. You know, like yeah. facts. When he, facts. When he's so arrogant too, like about like mm. I, I I wrote this algorithm and like this is the way it is and it's gonna fucking take out everybody that's against Hydra. And yeah, that, that's, that's just, that's, that's freaky to think about that. Like somebody like the age of AI and stuff, that's kind of creeping that we're creeping towards right now. Somebody did that. The AI was able to like, look at all your past and present, all your information that it can find and somewhat accurately predict if whether or not you should 
still be allowed to live? Like that's that's some crazy next level shit right there. Yeah. So yeah, this this is probably the film that really goes about as hard as Marvel does. And this is something we've picked up on a little bit here and there as we've been doing these talking about you. Uh, the USA's military industrial complex and about stockpiling weapons and striking the enemies before the enemies strike you and all that sort of thing. And basically, you know, breaking international law and all that shit. It doesn't go super hard into it though. Like it, it does touch on it, but at the same time, it's still, Oh yeah. The U S military, the real U S military and the CIA and stuff. They're still the good guys. It's those Hydra guys that fucked this all up, you know, kind of thing. So they can still blame it away on Hydra, which is fine. Um, but but yeah no this is for me really good it's got a good balance of action i, I think the action scenes in this we, we should uh sort of get into here are fucking amazing i think um, the first the first one is like the nick fury car chase isn't it like where they they go after him and shit that that's he's just driving down the road the cop car comes up he's like, what do you say yeah you want to see my insurance or something and then they drive yeah. off and then all of a sudden just bang 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 and just out of nowhere and then he fucking a, finally gets away, and then there's the Winter Soldier, and yeah. shoots the thing. And then I made a note actually: what the the cutting tool that he randomly has access to that's able to like saber or something. It's like <laughs> you look at the hole; it's at least like four feet probably of like concrete and rock and shit. And he just has this little like, like <laughs> that was crazy. That but, was his, that, that was, was good. His mace mace window fucking purple light saber or whatever. There right? you go. Yeah. Now you got to keep it. Nice. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, but. Uh, so like you you get like the the big scenes I think of are the first the uh, attack on the ship where uh, Captain America just wipes out all the guards on the deck of the ship you know like in quick succession he just runs he, down the deck when he jumps out of the plane and yeah did he, have a, did, he, did he have a parachute no no he did not he does like the cool fucking die like that's yeah Captain America's badass he really is badass it's awesome. Uh, but yeah, so the Nick Fury thing is really good. There's the elevator fight, which I really like, uh, where they, people just keep piling in. Yeah. Before and we then, start, before we begin, yeah. does anyone want to get off? And yeah, that's well, so I think good. the problem with that is he didn't actually give anyone the opportunity to get off. Like he, they, he, he just started. No, no, no. He he, he said it, and then they attacked him. He he wasn't the first one to attack. He said, well, "Does no, anyone want to get off?" The, the elevator didn't have a chance to open. There may have been some guys there. They're like, you know what? I'm. I'm, 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 I'm. <laughs> I imagine there's just some. There's just some fucking shield guy. That's like some pencil pusher. You know, he, he doesn't Not work in high. It, yeah, he doesn't work at high security or nothing. He was just getting coffee or some well, shit. No, guys, I'm retiring tomorrow. I really don't want to deal with this stuff. Like, I mean, honestly, uh, honestly, I would have done that. I would have made that a a gag in it. You know, I would have had like some nebbish looking guy come in with like a tray of coffees. That's where the Stan Lee cameo should have been in this movie. That's right. Yes, that's where it should have been. <laughs> Oh, and at the end, were. and at the end of it, he's just holding his like. Uh, do you want one with cream and sugar? Which one? Which one is it, his cameo in this one? I can't. It's not. It's at, the, it's at the Captain America Museum. Oh yeah, I'm so fired. I'm so fired because he has a suit back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I am so fired. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, like the scenes do sort of. They they sort of borrow a lot from like the Jason Bourne films, but I feel like they're not as chaotic as some of the Jason Bourne stuff, especially the later ones where you you just can't tell what the fuck's going on in the action scenes. Like I I still think there's enough 
like wide shots and 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 such in these action scenes where you can actually tell what the fuck's happening. Like I can follow the action with the Captain America assaulting the ship. I can follow the action where they have the fight with the Winter Soldier on the like the freeway or whatever. Like I, I can follow everything that's going on. So I think they sort of learned from like where Jason Bourne, the Jason Bourne films, kind of started getting a little too up their own ass. Extra shaky cam, three thousand cuts in one second. Yeah, yeah, just. Yeah, just- I know, like all the all the, the fight scenes in this movie are really well choreographed. They're they're nicely shot, so you're seeing like pretty much everything. Like you're not wondering what just like how did that go from that to that? Like it happens in so many fight scenes where it just it doesn't flow nicely. And I feel like this one, it's it's fucking it's, it's really well done. They did a great job with all that type of stuff, type of stuff on yeah, it. And I mean, in the freeway scene, especially once they fall off the freeway, you know, there's couple different battles going on in different sections and you can mm-hmm. kind of keep track of what's going on. So it's, well, I mean, I, I did think it was weird when the, uh, when the whole, the, like the Captain America go, goes into the bus, whatever. And the bus driver was like, Oh shit. And like, I feel like that accident with him in the truck was going to happen regardless of whether that happened or not, because like, it just like Captain America goes in and I didn't see a traffic light or anything. The guy was just driving. And then all of a sudden this truck comes and hits and it was like, that was going to happen anyway. That was just weird timing, it seemed like to me. But I just I, I just, I just found it weird the guy with the big fucking chain gun or whatever didn't aim for Captain America's legs. He aimed for his shield the entire time. <laughs> I just so that, the same thing in Wonder Woman happened there where she's like gets into the trenches and just like holds it up and it's like she's got bare legs. Shoot at the legs. <laughs> yeah. The shields have some magic that attracts bullets. Hey. Yeah, that's probably it. it, it it's probably the, the shield's magnetic or something, uh, I guess. Uh, Even um, though that, that was proven in, in X-Men, the scene with Magneto and the bullets, bullets aren't attracted by magnets, so it, that, that's... Well, if you hard. have a high enough level magnet, you can do it, but yeah. So here's here's my big letdown on this film, and I think it's kind of the Winter Soldier character himself. I kind of feel he's kind of meh to me. Like, I, I just, I'm not too into him as a, as a bad guy. Like I never really gave a shit and I don't think the movies necessarily afterwards going forward, give a shit too much. Like he's just kind of cured of being the winter soldier by like what civil war or whatever. And I, yeah, I just, eh, he's just kind of a non character for me for the most part. Like, I'm just like, I don't care. I I, I never really liked his performance all that much. And I feel like if, if they had made you care more about him in the first captain America, like if yeah. he was like, like they, you know, they were friends in the beginning of that movie and stuff, and then he's just not part of it until Captain America realizes he's like been captured, and goes and tries to save him, and then he dies, and it's just like, like if they'd spent like the whole first half of the movie together fighting or something and like showing the bond and stuff and really making us care about him, and then he dies and now he's back, and you're like, holy shit, that's gonna really then maybe some kind of emotional. Like, I feel like as 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 far as like because it's the fight scenes and stuff with him and him just being kind of written as like almost a non robotic Terminator, like he's just fucking like mm. gonna come, he's just gonna come to town and just like he's the asset they call him. Like we're bringing in the asset because he's like when all, when shit's going down, this is the guy that we call in to make sure we win the day kind of thing because he's just a, a, a zombie that works for us basically. I thought as far as that goes, it was really well done, but it's like what you're saying as far as really caring about the character, yeah. I agree on that too. Yeah, didn't really give a shit that much. I thought it was cool, but didn't elicit any emotional reaction, you could say. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. The first time I saw this movie, which was many years after I had seen Captain America, 
I didn't know who he was. I had to actually go back to the first yeah. in America to actually see who he was. I was like, oh, okay, he's that guy. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't think he – well, first of all, I will say I, I kind of like how they didn't introduce him too early into the movie. So that did, I think, enhance his badassness a little bit where he kind of wasn't just – there the whole time and then he shows up whatever it was 45 minutes into the movie yeah i don't think he was anything all that special i I think in general in the entire marvel series he's not really anything all that special like he i I think he was better used in civil war than he actually was in this movie because civil war kind of recycles the plot of him just hey he's now another asset and going to kill stuff. But I do think it was actually done a little bit better in that. And then I think they humanize his character a little bit more. And then by the time you get to Infinity War and even more so in Endgame, it's basically, it's like, hey, here's a shot of him shooting a gun just for... In, in Infinity War, the little tiny, tiny little team up with him and Rocket Raccoon. I think it was Infinity War. And they does the whole like, picks up Rocket and just starts shooting with him. And then when they're done, Rocket's like, yeah. I'm going to get that arm. Like, I want your arm now. Like that, that was... That, that was that was a great moment in the movie, but again, like he's, yeah, he's not. He's he's, he's, not, he's not he's not one of the main big Marvel characters. He's like, like, like I think there, I think but in, yeah, I think in Endgame they show him firing a gun at a couple guys during that entire end battle sequence like once, and that he's was there, yeah. But again, at that point, like you gotta you gotta. That's the problem with so many different series coming together and something like that to fight like this essentially like almost godlike creature like Thanos is like what are you gonna do like the guy's like an like a cybernetically enhanced organism like Captain America who's already been shown to be better than Winter Soldier just got his ass kicked by Thanos so what's what's Winter Soldier you, you, yeah. you kind of figure when the Nazis captured Winter uh, Bucky or whatever and made him Winter Soldier why just stop with the one arm why? Why wouldn't they at least give him two cybernetic arms? Cut the other one off and I'm, fix I'm, that one I, too. I'm assuming that 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 that, that he like the fall from Captain America. He lost that arm. It was yeah, not going to be safe I for some thought. reason. And they're like, well, no, yeah, he did. But I'm but, just like, yeah, if I, I guess they, if I was yeah. Zola, I'd be like, okay, you're giving him that arm. Why don't we cut the other one off so we have a little bit of balance here? And that, and also in the future when he fights Captain America. He'll kick his ass instead of having only one arm to kick Captain America's ass. Coming back, this is something that I guess will be further in the future, but like going back to the whole the scene in Civil War with Iron Man, Captain America, and the Winter Soldier, that that is one of the best fight scenes ever put to, to film in this cinematic universe, in my opinion. And that Bucky getting his arm ripped off and stuff, and like that, that that scene. I'd, I feel like as far as him as a whole, that's the best scene to kind of showcase him as a badass and also like uh, someone you kind of care about. Like I, I cared about him more in that movie and that moment than at any other point than I've seen him on the on screen personally. Do we have any uh, sort of final thoughts before we get into trivia or? Uh... I just, I love this movie so much. I'm going to play. I think it's it really is a it really is a solid movie and I think it really is the catalyst to going to better places. It's not my favorite Marvel cinematic movie. It's it's in probably in the top one third of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there's at least a few I like more than this, but it's definitely up there. And it's definitely I think if you were to rate them based on influence over the entire franchise, I think this one would be 
probably up there. The only real thing it doesn't kind of influence the end game up until let's say, say end game is that it. I mean, Thanos isn't in this one, obviously. But, I mean, other, but it does like because this plot line continues really to Infinity Wars, where they're still kind of saying like, you know, trying to deal with like the fallout of all this stuff, like oh, uh, you know, Hy- like, Hydra's never really gone, kind of thing. Like it's always going to be somewhere lurking back there, growing more heads as he cut off the one head, you know. Mm. Yeah, um, I think it's pretty effective. I think, you know, it, it was smart to ground Captain America in this sort of like espionage plot kind of thing more than anything else. And, you know, this sort of paranoid kind of who can you trust stuff is pretty good. The the Nick Fury faking his own death and all that stuff is, is I think, pretty well done. And it's, and it's a good little character movie for the Marvel Universe. Like, you know, you, you've got the the great action scenes, but you've got a lot of really good character stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's uh, I think it's one of the best ones. So unlike the other films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, this movie minimized use of visual effects as much as possible. The Falcon, Anthony Mackie, elaborated the Russos. What they did uh, was so great was they wanted to stay with live action, which is a dying art form. If they could build it, they built it. If we could do it, we did it. They wanted to do as little CGI as possible. That's why the movie looks so great. Hmm. Around the one hour, seven minute mark, when Alexander Pierce, uh, Robert Redford, is opening his refrigerator, a jar of Newman's own sauce is visible on the shelf uh, as an homage to his friend and two-time co-star, Paul Newman, who was dead by then, I believe. I I think he's been dead quite a few years now, if I'm not mistaken. Apparently, Hawkeye was originally going to appear in this. We, we, we talked about before, like in like Iron Man 3 and stuff, like where, where the fuck are all the other Avengers? Or I, Actually, I think it was like Iron Man 2 we talked about. Where the fuck are the rest of the Avengers? You know, kind of thing. Here they're like, oh no, th- this movie only takes place over like two or three days. So it's all kind of just happening with literally within hours, you know, kind of thing. Originally, Hawkeye was going to appear in several scenes, including a fight scene with Captain America uh, in, in a prolonged chase through the city. Uh, but they had scheduling issues of Jeremy Renner uh, that prevented it. So apparently Hawkeye was supposed to be like hunt down Steve Rogers. They get fighting. Steve would win, but finds uh, Hawkeye whispering to him to make his defeat look real, revealing Hawkeye is deliberately lost because whatever reasons, because he's a good guy kind of thing. <laughs> and I think I also read somewhere a conflicting thing that Hawkeye wasn't put in it because they felt like there wouldn't be enough time to flesh out his character and, and make him interesting. Which okay, uh, I don't know if they ever really do that with Hawkeye so much, but in the series, but that's fine. I think um, they try to in uh, they give him the beginning and uh, end game there. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to end game, but the other one uh, was it Civil War where they're sort of on the run. Am I? Yeah, am I they go. They go. Yeah, yeah they go. They go to, they go to his house. I think they tried a little bit, and yeah, you know, he's never going to be the greatest character, but I th- I think they. <laughs> I think he was an okay character by the time Endgame was over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he's unfairly shit on. And one just fun little trivia here. Around the two-hour mark, Nick Fury's grave bears the epitaph, the path of the righteous man is equal 2517, which, of course, is oh, the Brick, Jules... Pulp Fiction! Woo. Yeah, the Pulp Fiction line from I, his... I didn't know that, but that's his Jules, Yeah, his Jules Winfield character. Uh, so that that's awesome. Uh, I like that. I actually uh, just learned that Easter egg maybe a month ago. That's funny that you mentioned that. <laughs> so the uh, overall uh, box office for this ended up being 714.4 million from a 170 to 177 million projected budget. So where, is it, the, where does that rank overall in the uh, scheme of Marvel? Do you have that up anywhere? 
I'm not Daniel. I didn't do that much work. No worries. Um, <laughs> Daniel wow. would have had those numbers for you, but I know. but uh, I'm pretty sure by the next time, the next episode, which uh, is is the next episode, uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, is that the next movie in the series? I can't remember. Uh, but by that time, Daniel will be back to steer the ship the right way and not take it off course like I've been doing. So that's but, but thanks for uh, pointing out all of Lee's flaws, Redbeard. Never. Yeah. Never, never do that. Thanks for, thanks for making me look like a chump. No, no, I'm, I'm trying. Give me a second. I'm, I'm, I found it right here. Uh, I found the list. He's like a taller Captain America. Person. Holy fuck! It's number seventeen overall, actually. Wow. Okay. I'm surprised by that. That's, Crazy. That's wow. They just they should have never released this movie. It just performed so terribly. It just oh. should never bothered. Wait, um, that's 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 uh, domestic revenue. And then there's if it. Of inflated, apparently it's sixteenth if it's adjusted for inflation. Global rankings, global rankings, it is number fourteen. That's oh, slightly better. So let's go to fourteen. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, Redbeard made me look like a chump. He, uh, he like Captain America lapping the Falcon several times over. He he just you know fucked with me on on, on, on left. my left. On your left, yeah. please. On your left. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you guys. Uh, it's always fun to uh, talk some uh, superhero movies with you guys. And we will be back next time with more Cape Shit. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. You have been listening to Cape Shit. For other episodes, please visit tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through.